Welcome to Truly Oz, where we're devoted to sharing insider scoops on our major cities and the exploration of regional, rural and outback Australia. We created these Truly Oz podcasts so that before you travel somewhere, you know a little bit about the place, have the lowdown on things to check out, and I also love sharing my top tips on where to eat, drink, play and stay. For more travel inspiration, you can also check out our stories online at trulyoz.com and also find us on Instagram at trulyoz. Today we're heading into the central tablelands of New South Wales to Orange, where the traditional custodians of the land, the Wiradjuri people, have lived for more than 40,000 years. The thriving city of Orange is well known for its superb produce, paddock-to-plate approach to dining and enviable world-class wines. But before we get going, you might want to know that Orange is not known for growing oranges. In fact, oranges do not grow there because it's too cold, which makes it an ideal place for growing grapes. It's well-known fruit-growing district, producing apples, pears and many stone fruits such as cherries, peaches, apricots and plums. So why is it called Orange, you might ask? The main theory is that the city was named by Major Thomas Mitchell as a tribute to Prince William of Orange, who he knew well during the Peninsular Wars in Spain. Gold mining began in the region when gold was discovered in nearby Ophir, about 28 kilometres away, and then later in Lucknow, only 10 kilometres away. But today Orange is mostly famous for its food and wine. Here's a couple of interesting facts about Orange that you might not know. It's the birthplace of poet Banjo Patterson, and it was the proposed site for Australia's national capital city prior to the selection of Canberra. But now let's get into what you're really here for, the food and wine of Orange, and where to play and stay. Let's get straight into grapes and some of the amazing properties that have been developed in their honour. If there's one cellar door that you don't want to miss in Orange, it's Printhy Wines. The winery was established in 1996 when husband and wife duo Jim and Ruth Swift planted their first vineyard on the Swift's property called Printhy. Fast forward to 2022 and they've recently opened an absolutely stunner of a cellar door and restaurant on the family's Millwood property that scooped up the star cellar door in Australia's Best Cellar Door Awards 2022 by Gourmet Traveller Wine. The outstanding team at Printhy have gone on to create an array of amazing experiences for guests to enjoy, including vineyard picnics, masterclasses and even a three-course meal in the stunning restaurant, which includes a glass of bubbles before a helicopter tour. The restaurant, with floor-to-ceiling glass windows and polished concrete floors, sits on the slopes of Mount Canopolis at 1,000 metres above sea level with simply stunning views. Another beauty is Rally Wines, which was created by Nick and Dion Samadol, whose family began making wine on the Adriatic coastline of Croatia. So it's a wine lover's heaven of European heritage with new world practices. Enjoy a tasting of their range of grapes, Arnais, Chardonnay, Gerwitz Traminer, Pinot Gris, Riesling, Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Noir. And then grab yourself a bottle and have a picnic on the picturesque grounds right below Mount Knobolis. If you feel like splashing out, you can book a two-night stay for $7.95 per person and stay the night at Rowley's luxurious private guest house set upon 80 acres. Nashdale Lane Wines is one of my favourite experiences in Orange. The cellar door is set in a huge old apple packing shed with corrugated iron walls, concrete floors and windows overlooking the 60-acre vineyard. After working with a winemaker in Chianti, Tuscany in 1994 to complete a vintage, husband and wife duo Nick and Tanya started dreaming about having their own winery back home and they searched for more than a decade before finding the perfect vineyard in Orange. Nashdale wines are spectacularly fresh and elegant and you can stay on the property in one of the two glamping cabins complete with floorboards, fireplace, big wooden four-poster beds and a veranda overlooking the property. So buy some local produce, some Nashdale wines and settle in for the sunset. Seriously, you won't want to leave. 
A half-hour trip out of town along sweeping hills and valley roads is the Beekeepers Inn. It's a beautiful property with farm implements from days gone by scattering the lawn. Here you can also tuck into some of the best homemade scones with cream and jam in the region, and honey lovers will be in a spin over the varieties of the sweet stuff available. Cooler bar, blue gums, stringy bark, yellow box, lucerne, mugger iron bark and Christmas mallee are just some in the mix. There's also an antique store to explore and the 1859 brewery is in a paddock up the back. It's summer ale and pale ale are great additions to the local craft beer scene. Philip Shaw is one of the region's most legendary winemakers and he planted his now famous Kumalu vineyard of 87 acres back in 1988. Philip's first role as a winemaker was at Lindemann's at Carrara, where he worked for 12 years, and then he moved to the Hunter Valley, where he was the head winemaker for Rosemont. He went on to run the winemaking for Southcourt Wines, which has all the big names that anyone who's a wine lover knows, Penfolds, Lindemann's, Wins and Rosemont. During Orange Food Week, if Philip is hosting a lunch or dinner, get yourself a place at the table as it's worth every minute and every sip. Montaro Wines is a must for Shiraz lovers and architectural buffs. It's Shiraz only and the tastings are in a classy paired back cellar door featuring black wall panelling. The signature element of this stunning cellar door, designed by Source Architects, is the suspended Constantina roof that soars up into the sky. It's balanced on two sturdy metal frames that straddle the entire glass box building. For a relaxed, holistic wine experience on a 16-hectare vineyard that offers camping as well as accommodation in a house, visit passionate winemaker James Sweetapple at Cargo Road Wines, which is one of the oldest vineyards in Orange. James takes guests through the process of growing grapes and making wine, and he runs an engrossing talk on how he and his fellow vignerons strive to take care of the land that feeds them. They're all about organic principles and letting nature do some of the work as well. The signature grape varieties are Gerwitz Traminer and Zinfandel, and you can sit on a rustic wooden balcony overlooking the vineyards. For a quintessentially Australian wine experience that's absolutely bursting with character, look no further than Heifer Station Wines. It's currently up for sale, so locals and loyal patrons are anxiously waiting to see who the next owners may be. Producing excellent Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Gris, Merlot and Shiraz, the cellar door is run out of a lovingly restored wool shed. Based on the volcanic basalt slopes of Mount Knobolus, it was once part of a much larger property which was used by Cobb Co. as a change station for their horse teams. The vineyard also plays host to the annual drought relief lunch called Feast for Farmers and the winery concert series called A Day on the Green. The family can enjoy this place with the kids in tow as well as it has a petting zoo with a herd of alpacas, roaming chickens, highland cattle, goats and Tilly the mini Shetland pony. You may not think that an ex-servicemen's club is something that you should fit in when visiting Orange, but there's a surprise discovery when you climb the stairs to the transformed rooftop where you'll find the greenhouse. Here they celebrate local and regional produce at affordable prices in various spaces. It's kind of reminiscent of Sydney's The Grounds. There's an enormous cafe complete with a hanging herb and flower garden, a pizza bar dishing up some of the best in Orange, a children's play area and a hall that looks like a rustic stable housing a restaurant and bar. There's also a fine dining degustation option in a formal dining room. If you're short on time and you want to check out many of the wines that Orange has to offer in the one place, swing by Ferment in the main street. It has tastings from 19 cellar doors in the one spot and is housed in a gorgeous heritage-listed building. It's a great place to relax and meet other people visiting Orange as it has seats at the bar and long tables where everyone ends up chatting to one another. If you're travelling alone, this makes it even better as you're bound to meet interesting people into food and wine. Make sure you visit the charming heritage town of Millthorpe, 
which is a picture-perfect village 20 minutes outside of Orange that could be in England. It has a stylish homewares and gift store scene, bustling cafes serving local produce, and it's home to Tonic Restaurant, which is regularly awarded chef's hats by the Good Food Guide. Swing by the Slow Wine Company, which won Cellar Door with the Best Food in Australia's Best Cellar Door Awards 2021. It's a hidden gem. If you're like me and you enjoy a spot of homewares or dress shopping, head straight to Jumbled on Sale Street in the middle of Orange. Packed to the rafters with bright, bold designer clothing and awesome pieces for your home, it's an absolute delight and it has a coffee shop in it too if you need a pick-me-up. If you want to experience all that Orange has to offer when the place is buzzing with incredible food and wine events, make sure you head there during Orange Food Week, which is usually held in March or April. Forage is one of the top events where close to a thousand people take a four-kilometre stroll through some of Orange's most picturesque vineyards, enjoying a nine-course degustation menu along the way with local wine and live music. Knowledgeable locals join in the walk to answer questions and entertain guests. I've been twice now and it just blows the socks off food and wine lovers. Thanks for listening to the Truly Oz podcast. If you like what you heard, hit follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we look forward to bringing you more gems from across Australia soon. Rex flies to orange, so head to rex.com.au to check out the current deals. This podcast was made by Afternoon Sport Group. Afternoon Sport Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com.